0: Why isn't the delete button working? What's going uh, on here? Wow, this, this is cool. This supposed is supposed to work. Wow, this is crazy. Oh, uh, nice. Who, this is something who gives really a shit? For sure. This, this is oh, unbelievable. Oh, I see. You know see. what? Buck Fim. Hey there, Buck Fim listeners. Thanks again for joining on the line. It's uh. You know, season two of our uh, Buckfin broadcast, and we're kicking it off in high gear with a uh, very, very flexible solution. And that flexible solution is Bravura Design. And with that, we have on our line here, we have Mr. Mike Vetzel of Bravura. Thank you for jumping on. Am I pronouncing that right? You know what? I think you're the first person in history to actually pronounce that right.
1: So, yes, (laughs) Dennis, thanks for calling me by the correct
0: name this time. Awesome. Hey, I did something. (laughs) So, so Mike, I'm glad you can join on. You know, we, we really pride ourselves here to bring, you know, all of the different parts of the industry on, on the call. This is something that has been long overdue for, for myself and for the industry. And, you know, give a nice casual chat vibe to the rest of the audience. So, uh, so yeah, welcome, welcome to the podcast.
1: Great. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's a great a pro- pro- It's a great podcast, by the way. I've been listening for uh, a, over a month now.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, it's nice to have some listeners involved. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mike, you know, give me some background. Uh, you know, where where did you come from? How did you get into uh, the movable partition business?
1: Uh, I lost a bet. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I started off about 15 years ago. Um, At the time, my my now partner, Jeff Payne, he was the the president of uh, Lawrence Payne and Associates for years. He was running that with his father um, and then sort of his dad was retiring. So we started Brevira about uh, close to 10 years ago. I think it was eight years ago, um, sort of like with the intentions of kind of like revolutionizing the uh, specialty market here in Canada with some great products and outstanding service.
0: Oh yeah. So that's
1: Service. kind of my history. I'm a computer science background, so it's not architecture, it's not engineering, but it's I don't know, kind of close,
0: right? Yeah. Hey, programming. That's that's all right up my alley. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Just don't ask me to do anything right now, because like that's long gone. Oh yeah, yeah. You
0: lose it, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I got. Uh, I see my son sitting up there like doing lightweight programming. He's like five years old. I'm like, <sighs> oh, he's gonna be pushing me out of the job force by the time he hits eighteen.
1: So, Thank God you have your podcast.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Plan <Plenty>, B, baby. <laughs> yeah, a little punk. So, uh, so let me uh, tell me about Bra- uh, Bravura. What, um, what is it you guys are doing? Like, how do you fit yourselves into uh, a, des- a typical design process?
1: So, Bravura, we are. We are an installing distributor of specialty architectural products. Uh, We've got two main divisions. We have our Daylighting Department where we distribute Wall, That's the uh, translucent uh, wall and skyroof canopy systems. uh, Solar tube, tubular daylighting devices uh, for commercial, industrial, institutional buildings. Um, We also have another couple products. Eurowall, Libart in that division. And then we sort of have like our interiors division, which is kind of where we started off many, many years ago. Uh, we distribute line systems. It's, a, it's an awesome, uh, cost-effective, demountable wall system for offices, uh, modern fold-offable walls, um, Skyfold, Smokeguard, Dorma Hupa, PK30, Space. There's a couple other ones in there as well. Um, but kind of what we do is we, all the products are like the absolute best of the best. And that's kind of what we feel comfortable putting our names next to them. Mm-hmm. So, we're not just trying to sell a product. We sort of work with designers and architects to help solve problems. Um, we're here to try to find the right solution, whether or not that's a product that we sell or it's something that we know about that we can direct them to. Even if it's one of our competitors, we do that all the time. Cool. So, we're here sort of to work with everyone.
0: Yeah, you're almost like a uh, quasi-procurement manager. Kind of. <laughs> like yeah oh, just yeah. as part as an added value an asset yeah yeah That's cool. I, I mean yeah so whereabouts do you guys jump in like so i mean as architects we have a lot of um we, we jump in and out of when these sort of systems are are put into play and as you may have seen with the uh, linkedin post that i did up two days ago the uh, that one kind of blew up a bit about um you know assemblies mm-hmm. and how we treat the uh, systems and what stages they come in. But um, like, do you, does your team get involved in that early stage design process? That's what we
1: prefer to do. So ideally we're kind of in there in the beginning before someone's even drawn a line on their plans, Um, sort of educate people, on the different available options and kind of steer them towards the most cost effective solution. Because again, every single project, especially yeah. now, it all comes down to the budget. Um, so many times we see designers and architectures go, hey, their website's awesome. I can just click and drag and drop this and grab this. It's all I need. Then they realize that you know, they've just drawn a you know, $200,000 folding partition. <laughs> and they're like, well, wait a second. <laughs> and that's kind of where we like to work with everybody right in the beginning, if possible. But again, that's not always possible. You know, a lot of the times you guys will be at like 100% DD drawings and the client says, hey, yeah, you know what? By the way, let's throw a folding wall in right there.
0: Yeah, that's so exactly
1: We jump in at that time, uh, instead of you guys trying to figure out how to reinvent the wheel, just fire it off to us. We'll drop everything in, fire it back to you. And it's just, you know, no more hours out of your day. Because it takes us, what takes us two minutes to do might take, you know, an architect or a designer, an hour or two hours.
0: So it just, it makes a lot more sense just for us to kind
1: of help out as much as we can.
0: It's so true. And, you know, it's kind of interesting as well. And we, like when we're in early stage design, we're we're constantly looking for content to place into a model and stretch and move around. And the, uh, and that's, that's the thing. That's the kicker, stretch and move around. And we, uh, it's scary because if you take a look at majority of, let's use Revit as an example. Yeah. Uh, in, in Revit, they'll find an object that they like online, they'll put it in and within that Revit object from the manufacturer, it has rules set into it. And those uh-huh. rules usually fall back to manufacturing constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the architectural teams will go in and delete all the formulas and then make it so that they can stretch it and move it to the sizes they want because it's just uh, like they want to fill a space and see what fits in there. But unfortunately, it's it's not how the system was designed or manufactured to begin with.
1: You are absolutely bang on and we see that all the time. Like our, our cowell products, it's a, an exterior you know, cladding material. And again, all of the BIM families that you can just drop into Revit, they all have their certain constraints but then when people start going in and deciding that they want to see panels that are you know three meters wide by 20 meters long as a single panel and we go well the factory only manufactures just over five feet wide uh sorry (laughs) so you know we we do that a lot though we've got some really really great bim content we're more than happy to customize any of that stuff and we do that a lot of the times as well so we just we you know i'm sure Guys like you, professionals, Dennis Dixons of the world, uh, would not ever consider deleting the parameters inside of
0: a, a BIM object, right? No, no, we yeah. no. We get asked to, we still do it anyway, but we, uh, we just do as we're told. That's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, it's, it's a different one. And, you know, usually it comes down to, yeah, we've manipulated, we've changed it. And then we go and ask for forgiveness from the manufacturers and say, is there any way you can uh, customize this to what we need? And it's a, it's a starting point. It's it, it, it is a head scratcher. But, I mean, with that being said, that's a big hurdle on its own. But what would you say is the uh, largest hurdles for something, say, like movable partitions? Like...
1: Oh, largest hurdles. Um, you know, I, 25, 30 years ago, um, it's kind of started off. You know, back in the day, architects, designers, uh, especially here in, like, the GTA, they would always refer to, like, movable partitions or moving partitions as, as like, modern folds. Yep. So, Modern Fold was kind of like the Kleenex brand of operable partitions. Gotcha. Uh, they launched the product, 1925 World Fair. The company's been around for like 100 years. It's owned by Dorma Cava. They're like a $3.5 billion company, you know. Um, so, they really put a lot of like R&D um, and, and a, a lot of appreciation into the product itself. Um, so, I guess about 25, 30 years ago, I guess, Um the markets sort of began to be sort of penetrated with, uh, I guess you could say, like lower value products. Yep. Uh, um, so a lot of the clients, like schools and offices, well, they didn't really want to have operable walls in their in their buildings anymore, just because they've had the lower value products installed That's last you. year before, and it's been nothing but nuisances and 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 issues with maintenance and things like that. So our biggest sort of hurdle or challenge, I guess, is. It's kind of like educating designers and architects on the differences between the products. Oh yeah, you know, like the difference between like a modern full panel that's like a welded steel frame with a welded steel face versus an aluminum frame that's pop riveted together. You know, held to, you know with a couple of sheets of drywall screwed to the face of it. There's a huge difference in quality. Oh yeah, you know, you've got these like 500 pound panels. Um, you know, and our way is to put them on steel trolleys on steel track. It's going to be guaranteed for 10 years um, versus the aluminum track with plastic wheels. You know, you're kind of like just asking for problems with that. And so our biggest hurdle, our biggest um, issue over the last couple of decades is sort of educating designers and architects that say, hey, you know what? There is a huge difference. Yes, we might be one and a half or 2% more expensive, but look what you get.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like It's funny. We were talking to... um my neighbor across the street. And he wants this, uh, he was showing me a picture of it. And this is the first time I'm seeing this for, it's a, I would consider it maybe a movable partition, but more of like a barn door slider, has like a, a six by six looking kind of um, like box that sits on the wall or, or in behind it. I'm not sure exactly how the technology is, but everything's hidden, all the gears, everything was all hidden. And it was just like sleek system. And i couldn't help but think i was like oh man it was (laughs) it's gonna be expensive
1: yeah it's yeah and then is it gonna work and how long is it gonna work for and et cetera et cetera et cetera right but
0: Yeah. yeah crazy but uh yeah you know things are obviously changing the uh the way that we get our existing condition information has changed uh i sit here hugging a Pharaoh machine every day behind me and I, they scanning and reality capture divisions have really boomed up big time. So, I mean, how has the as-built information on drawings, uh, helped, helped your company? Like, have you seen improvements according from reality capture?
1: Um, we haven't, you know, we haven't been privileged enough to be, to be showing like the, the as-built after everything's done. Um, I really think reality capture is like the way of the future. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was very cost prohibitive. But now all you really need is like a thousand dollar drone from Best Buy and some really sweet, you know, software like Point Fuse or Recap. And all of a sudden, like you're rolling. So I think over the next like three to five years, we're going to see a huge increase with like more and more companies, a lot of these smaller firms adapting this technology. Yeah. And uh, because it, it's kind of the way of the future, I think.
0: Oh, for sure. we we're finding it's very very simple to use in a project to to even just go in and do three or four scans of something quick to bring back to deal with a massive issue. Like for instance, like uh, TTC connections where we're you know getting a uh, having to fit an opening in through a connecting corridor to something like that, and we just they don't have as built information for that that's readily available to you know to position these things so exactly exactly. so yeah and i mean it's we're we're starting more and more our projects are being based off of a point cloud to start with so Mm -hmm. again that begs the question does uh i'm assuming regardless of the drawings your team is still going on site and doing site verification for other openings and whatnot
1: you know you know what as much as we would love to trust Uh, point cloud and things like that and to get like a one millimeter accuracy it's just you know what it's just not worth it to us right now we hope that in a couple of years the technology is going to be there where it can get down to maybe a two or three millimeter um difference but um, or or discrepancy i guess but like right now uh, we still send our project managers or our construction managers down to the site with a couple of lasers They'll kind of shoot the dimensions, they'll laser the floor, but doing it that way when we're doing like maybe like one folding partition at an office building downtown Toronto, it's a lot easier because if there's a huge issue with the floor or something else is wrong with it, we can just leave the laser set up, walk over, grab the site super and say, hey, take a look at this, check this out. The floor is really wonky over here as opposed to us having to bring it back, analyze the data through the software, and then send it off to the project manager, the project coordinator, when it really could be, most of the time, if there ever is an issue, it's a really quick three or four minute conversation with the site super saying, hey, we're gonna do this, this and this, or "You should have you do this, or maybe kind of level that little gap there on the floor, whatever it is, it's a lot easier for what we do anyways. Um, but again, that's with the folding partitions. I mean, with some of our other products, like Cowall for example, we are utilizing reality capture for uh, a very large glass skylight uh, that's been up for about 20 years or so, 25 years, yeah. and the the owner's replacing it with cow wall. Um, and and what we're doing with that is we're bringing out a reality capture team just because to site measure up there, you know, we would have to bring in a lot of uh, scaffold. Yeah. It would be a lot of, you know, it, it would be a week or two. Oh, yeah. With a couple for sure. And measuring tapes and lasers, trying to figure everything out and then have to redraw it all. So reality capture is definitely, you know, it has a, it certainly has a place. And we're excited to hopefully have that develop into our interiors division in the next two, three, five years, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It definitely adds the uh, ability to because uh, we've seen some. Some manufacturers really take it to the next level, which is is really cool, and we can talk about that um, another time for sure. Because I'll go on for hours. But the um, <laughs> but I, so you did mention like you you have uh, some BIM content. Um, has has have you guys adopted BIM practices and in, in office? Um,
1: for. For some of our again because we are a just dis- an installing distributor yeah um, we rely heavily on our manufacturers most of the time for the shop sure. drawings yeah um, so a lot of them are still doing shop drawings in autocad yep yep. Um, some of them are um, providing like you know complete bin package to just sort of drop right into it yep. um, we have adopted it as best as we can as a sure. distributor mm-hmm. but again since we're, we're not really the ones responsible for for doing a lot of these drawings, um, the times that we are doing them, most of the time it's just in CAD. Unfortunately, because we don't have our own like Dennis Dixon on staff. Yeah. Yeah. You got um, it. Not yet, anyways.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll um, get there.
1: Yeah, that's what, well. Yeah. So you're gonna come work for us?
0: Yeah. Nice. Good luck. You're right, prying it's... me from WZMH's great big old hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the issue is that we would never get a job from them again. I bet you know. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're we're good here. Uh, the pod the podcast is doing great. We're um, working well. So the uh, I know you, you guys have been obviously leveraging technology. The but the products that are being produced, have you seen you know technology playing a big factor in how their products are coming through? Yeah, I mean.
1: Technology, I mean, given my background with with computer science and engineering, it's, you know, technology is the actual lifeline of Brevira, And um, it's kind of, it's really helped us improve our communication um, from step A to step Z. Um, You know, we use a really highly advanced ERP software suite that kind of allows us to automate a lot of the steps in our business process. Okay. Uh, that way we can sort of ensure that all the delivery dates are all met with ease. Um, like at any given moment, I can just jump on my computer right now, and I can see what the manufacturing queue is over at Modern Fold. I can see that if I uh, release a panel, uh, panel order for production today, that it's going to be on a truck the week, out, not this Friday, but the Friday afterwards, That's and a, it's going to yeah. show Ooh, up on the Monday. Cool. Um, I've got status on every single project from all my different manufacturers. I know where every single job is, uh, from, you know, when it's going to get shipped, when oh, we're going to install. It. I, I, we, we need to be flexible.
0: Yeah, yeah, I need that. I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, need to be able to have some sort of tracking device like that. You know, well, it, it's it's interesting because uh, our team here at WZMH we do a lot of R and D with. Um, sensors and stuff like that and we've been really promoting having the ability to you know place sensors at at desks and you know eyesight and stuff like that to be able to you know track work movement see if somebody's at their desk so we can give them a call you know um, little shockers to give them a zap if they're falling asleep i'm just kidding but yeah you know you know what i mean like it's uh it's very interesting to see it's awesome to see that uh, you guys are taking advantage of that tech
1: uh, just to go back on that, like Dennis, uh, if your team actually does develop like a sensor that can zap someone that falls asleep, if you can just let me know,
0: I'll give um, you a heads up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll place an order. We'll send you guys a PO right the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Note to self: talk to Zen. All right, this would be great. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty cool. We've been working a lot with random technologies and miscellaneous um, outsourced groups, with, like uh, solar panels and whatnot. It's it's really cool. Lots of lots of fun the I've I've been obsessed with different types of of partitioning like partitioning add-ins to buildings because it's just so interesting to see how how you can enter in and out of a building in so many different ways it's it's crazy
1: and that's just it I mean you know the kind of a state that we're in right now um even before COVID the cost of real estate per square foot it was it was just absolutely ridiculous to you know for a law firm, for example, to take up four floors um, of an right. office tower and to sort of be stuck with, like, a set floor plate. Um, we do a lot of things where we have, like, a folding wall that just opens up once a year for their annual town hall, at least. And that way there, they don't need to have a specific town hall meeting room. They can sort of just utilize the spaces that they already have and then save, but hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on wasted space. So um, as we see things, kind of, people are starting to go back to the office hopefully in a couple of weeks things will start to go back to normal uh, again a lot of people aren't going to go back to work they're going to be working from home but they're going to need a lot of flex space if they do come in the office and that's kind of what we're here to help out with is that we can kind of provide a lot of great solutions for to create a flexible working environment where you might have a team member that's going to show up you know once or twice a week. You don't know when. Um, instead of having a whole bunch of empty cubicles in your office space, you know what can we do to sort of uh, make better use of the space you are already paying for?
0: Yeah, oh, that's great. We should you should start marketing it to uh, to couples that have been trapped inside their houses for a long period of time. You know, <laughs> if,
1: if, if I'll tell you right now, twenty years ago, if I had looked in a crystal ball and I saw what was going on, I wouldn't have gone to computer engineering. I would have gone into like. Like, I would have just become like a divorce lawyer because I swear <laughs> these guys are going to make it like bandits in, a, in, in six more months.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say a foldable partition because just when we get tired of each other. We just cut it cut it right between the uh, the, the man cave and the upstairs. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you're lucky. You've got your man cave there. Right? I
0: know. Sound is soundproofed, too. So I even removed the door handles on the outside just uh, so that the kids can't get in. So, no. Well, oh, that's just... Brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to do it that's awesome. <laughs> yeah it is great. Well you know what it's been it's been awesome chatting about this stuff. We, um, I, I, I'm really interested to see where you guys are gonna go and I have to do some more research because there's tons of products here that we could benefit from, especially being at an architectural firm. So, uh, yep. if you have any content, if uh, if you, anyone out there, the Buckfilm listeners, are looking for some movable partition ideas, or you guys said you do Solatube as well.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. Solatube distributor. They're great. Yeah, it's, it's, it. That's it. I love it. It's it's absolutely fantastic. So we're the we're the distributor for all of Eastern Canada.
0: Oh, sweet. I think, so. Yeah. yeah I think Whatever you my... need, let me know. Sounds good. Yeah, last time that's... I tried to spec out. Um, spec out tube. they were all the way from the states so we we had to pay duties and all that stuff to get and bring them in so that's awesome yeah no worries sweet awesome well you know what thanks again for jumping on the line uh, to the listeners make sure to reach out to uh, to mike if you need anything in that regard it's going to be uh, an awesome world when we start getting manufacturers involved more in early stage processes and don't be shy to you know spec things earlier Stop changing their stuff when you download Please. their BIM models. <laughs> <laughs> Ask first. There's a reason for it. And uh, and then, yes. You know, thanks again, Mike. Hey, thanks so much, Dennis. You know what? Thanks, thanks again, listeners. Take care, everyone, and keep on bimming.